Welcome back to the Office Marketing Podcast with Mike Swigert, the podcast all about sales tips, mindset, and value bombs. Five questions to help make your day more productive and learn a thing or two. Here is your host, best-selling author, Mike Swigert. Hey, everybody. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to the Office Marketing Podcast. I have a, a dear friend and an absolute expert in the moving world. Her name's Amy Linton. She is the general manager and co-CEO at Move Solutions in Texas. Um, her company is very involved in so many uh, amazing projects with clients like Charles Schwab, Toyota, and Lockheed, and Capital One. She gave me a list. I could go on and on and on. Um, Move Solutions has offices in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, San Antonio, Amy is an uh, active member of the community. She's very active in uh, OM, the OMA position for, uh, for Move Solutions. She's very active in crew. She is just a, an overall, just a, a stalwart in the moving industry, not just in Texas, but nationwide. We're going to talk a lot about that. Amy, thank you for taking time out of your day for us. Thanks. I, I'm I'm blushing for my intro. <laughs> well, you know what? That's the best part about this being on record. If you want this to be your uh, your alarm in the morning, you're more than glad to do that. You know, if you. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Amy, why don't you uh, introduce uh, introduce yourself and kind of tell people about how you ended up in this uh, wacky world of moving? Um, so obviously, I'm Amy Linton with Move Solutions. I have been doing this lovely world of moving for going on 13 years. Um, however, uh, Move Solutions was started in my playroom when I was seven. So um, wait, 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 wait! It, you, you, what did you do? Draw it on your chalkboard? Like this is Amy's idea uh, to come up? With, I think there was somebody dry else. This dry erase board, but I did mess a lot of things up with that dry erase yeah. board. Um, so it's kind of been in my blood. Um, it's a. Uh, I, I will tell you, I grew up saying I would never work with my family business. Um, turned into a big fat lie because I truly, truly love it. Um, I went to college to be a teacher. I wanted to teach high school calculus for some crazy reason. Um, decided to graduate in marketing and you can't get a job in marketing unless you actually have experience. You can't get experience unless you work for a marketing firm. Um, what better idea than to go to the family business to say, hey, let me work on your marketing did that, that lasted a little bit of time. And then it turned into, um, I found a love for the family business even more. And um, the rest, I guess, is history. Um, I, I'm a problem solver by nature, hence I wanted to teach high school calculus. So I, um, I found a fascination with, with the way moving works. Just, that's just where I'm at. Um, and I love it. And it's, it's, it's gotten a hold of me and I don't know how to get rid of it, but I'm good if I don't. <laughs> well, we had a conversation so. beforehand and, and as a, as a math person, um, being in sales and, and spending a, a majority of my life being a zero base, hundred percent commission guy, I can do math really quick in my head. <laughs> I can do, <laughs> but, uh, calculus, I'm just going to have to pass. And I'm, I have, I am in all of people that can do calculus. So, um, very much so mad respect, Amy, but I would much rather uh, do the figuring and ciphering and things I can see. You know what I mean? It doesn't help you in moving. Calculus doesn't. <laughs> no, it, maybe it does. You know, maybe just because you're trying to see things that aren't there. And maybe that's one of the keys to moving. Why don't you talk about us? Want, talk about that for everybody. 
Um, what's going on in the moving world? You know, what's happening with the shutdowns from last year? Um, I don't want to timestamp this too much, but like, you know, what's happening as we get, we're going into Q2, we're in Q2 now of 2021. What's happened in the moving world recently? And what do you see happening this year? I mean, I think we know that everything is cyclical, right? So as far as the economy, you know, we had um, the tech bubble, we had tech bust. Um, we've gone through some different things in the office moving industry that I've seen in the last um, decade, at least, um, that is this particular thing, the pandemic, quote unquote, um, has given the office um, environment itself a, a lot of things to think about, right? Um, we went through, no, we don't need offices. We've gone through, let's you know add as much density as we can. Now we've decided people are saying, oh no, we need to, to de-densify those types of things. Um, but I don't think the office is dying. Um, furniture is a lot more of a commodity. You can exchange furniture very quickly and in and out. People are changing their workspaces um, rather rapidly right up until the pandemic. And then I think we're in a big question mark right now. Um, we have transformed and morphed for client requests in some of the most odd ways um, to going in and helping people pack up their desks so they can work from home, to delivering furniture to people's home offices and their, you know, their work equipment, to taking things and bringing them back to the office um, to set up and start working in the office again. Um, I, I've read so many articles lately on the office is dead and then you'll read an article the next day that is the office is truly alive. And so I think we're going to just work through it as we normally do. Just we're going through a cycle. It's just a little bit of a different cycle, but it's going to come out in the end that I think people need people. I mean, you and I are both people, you know, mm -hmm. we, we, we thrive on the, the human interaction. And I spent um, a good 30 minutes talking to a salesperson yesterday who just said, you know, if there's anything that I've missed in the last year, it's being able to sit down and talk to somebody. And, you know, I, I think that that's, that's something that's never going to die. Um, even if you're not a people person, yeah. I still think yeah. you need to, to be able to see and read and feel people's emotions. And as much as I love Zoom, it doesn't come across that way. Right? You're not always able to, to get that relationship. I can't see the picture of your kid behind you, you know, on your desk because everybody uses backdrops or we hide things or we put marketing things up right. or we, we're doing things a little bit differently. Um, but I think we're going to get some of that back. I don't think we can lose that. Um, well, and I, I like think that. Office movie you're going to know. Here's the thing, Amy. You're going to know before most of the country um, because you're in Texas. You're in, I, I, I lived in Texas. I don't know if I told you this. My wife did her graduate work in Texas 25 years ago, 26 years ago. And, um, and one of my favorite things about Texas is if you ask a, a Texan, you don't have to ask them what the best state in the United States is. Of course, they'll say, and, and they'll say they're American, but they're Texans first, which is one of the things I really, it's so, it's so fascinating. It really is. And then they even say, at least when I lived there, they said Austin was the best city in, in uh, Texas. Hopefully they're still saying something like that. Um, Austin still thinks it's the best city in Texas. Uh, okay. All right. Um, good, good, good. And I lived there for 10 years, so I'm not going to deny that it, it is, but um, it's different. It's a lot more low key. And I think that's what people like about it is um, it, it's a let your hair down, go to yeah. hippie hollow and sunbathe nude. I don't know. Yeah. It's, no, it's but that's, 
Well, that but that gives you an advantage, or at least um, you get the crystal ball probably a you know a, at least three to six months ahead of some of the states that shut down a little um, more aggressively than Texas did. Um, yeah. And and yes, this is not a political show, so we're going to just we're going to leave that off. But like Texas is going to be the um, Texas and Florida are kind of the states that are most likely to kind of show us what it's going to be like for the rest of the country. So it, let's timestamp this a little bit. Right now, it's the middle of April of 2021. What's happening in the moving world in Texas right now? Is it still wait and see or are people starting to go back to the office? What's happening? Um, we're starting to see traction. So um, if if anybody's read anything in the news, and if we go back and we look at this in history, this this piece of time, Texas has a lot of real estate, right? We've got a lot of space. Physically, we have a lot of real estate as a large state, um, but we also have a lot of space to fill. And we're seeing a lot of people take advantage of what you're talking about. The, you know, the influx of people that aren't from Texas that are taking advantage of the available real estate at the market rates that they're at right now is is starting to get a lot of traction. Um, we are um, a tax-free state, so that also helps drive people this direction because um, you're not paying a state tax as a corporation. But you know, I think at some point we're going to run out of real estate. Mm. Um, right now, I don't see that happening. A lot of the larger projects that we were working on and we were targeting, they're still larger projects. They're just not as large, whereas some of them we've seen get larger because this particular pandemic has definitely created a different service line or a different product line for them. So now they're trying to accommodate for that. Okay. Uh, uh, so we're seeing a little bit of a, a, a little bit of both. There is traction. Yeah. So that's really promising. Yeah, my friends, um, my friends that are in the, um, the JLLs and the, the CBs and the Cushmans of the world, the project manager friends of mine, they're putting together tons of bids. There's a lot of, a lot of bids. I feel like it's definitely going to be a hurry up, get your bids in, wait, 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 and now, you know, and then, yeah. and then it's going to be, what's your capacity? What can you say yes to? I have a feeling that's coming. Yeah. And I think the furniture world is still trying to figure that out too, just because we don't really know what that's going to look like. We don't know if it's okay to be this many feet apart or this many feet apart. Right. Yeah. And so but the moving world, they wanted to sit in that chair 10, you know, 10 days ago and it's not ready. Um, we're going to find you a way to get you in your chair. Yeah, that's um, point. We're a little bit more able to jump than those that have, I'll say, products to sell. The service side, we can, we can help out much quicker. Um, and we're finding that's being kind of the success of the last year is the ability to respond. Um, we were considered an essential business. Mm. And so no matter what, leases expire every year, three, six, five, you know, you've got yeah. you, three, five, seven, you've got lease cycles, everybody's lease expires. So whether you're doing a renewal for 12 or 18 months, your lease is still going to expire at some yeah. point. So moving world's going to look a little different, but it's not going to go away. All right. So help us, help us now. I am, um, I'm a project manager or I'm a designer, specifier, someone, and I'm trying to tell my client, Hey, you've got a project coming up. When should I tell them to start reaching out to a mover? As early as you can. And as cliche as that sounds, 
um, the earlier, the better, to be honest. Why, why, why Amy? Why, why? I mean, I, I think I know why, but also if I had a, a, a lighting, a flooring, a PM, an engineer, everyone wants to say they want in early, but like, why specifically a mover? Why do I want a mover? Uh, why do I want y'all in early on the project? This episode of the Office Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Fusion Advisory. We help commercial contractors generate leads online profitably. Check us out at fusion-advisory.com. There's a lot of things when it comes to logistics that we can address early on. So it may be where you've decided you need to move 35 people here and 27 people here and 200 people here, but it might not be the most efficient way to do it. Um, and we walk at work with a lot of clients where if we're in early enough, we can go through and address some easy problems like, okay, you, you're moving people here, but have you thought about, do you have a lot, you know, do you have enough data cabling or are you, uh, have you thought about in, you know, getting with your internet provider to make sure that you can get in on time? And we've just run into so many different issues over 35 years of business that I can drop little things into a project that just says, hey, don't forget about this. Doesn't mean you have to involve me in depth, right? It could be something as easy as let me sit in a construction meeting. I might get some information out of that and say, hey, did you realize that you can't put a cubicle next to a fire exit? And just little things. Um, I will tell you, a lot of people don't do that. So we're really good at reacting um, and planning for that. Um, but programming, where to sit people, how to, how to group teams together. We do a lot of that with people um, over the years where, um, you know, you know, you come from the furniture world. You understand how important it is when it comes to um, the furniture has to go in this way. It has to be in this order, in this space. Um, and we work alongside those people, if you if you can have us in earlier, we can move things in quicker and be a little bit a little bit more efficient. So I love it. I everybody's love it. got a different experience. No, so. that's good, Amy. So, all right, now I'm a um, I'm like a, a office manager, facilities, real real estate manager of a growing company, and we're moving to a new space. Our lease is up, or you know, and I'm I'm looking for a good moving partner. What are some things that people should look for? Now, don't make this like a big pitch for, for Move Solutions and just tell me how amazing Move Solutions is. We know you're great. You won't be on my show if I didn't think you were great, right? But, um, you know, what are, what are some things people should really look for when they're looking for that Move partner? What, what would you, if you were in their position, what are things you would really, really look for? Well, you said the key word, it's a partner, right? I don't want to just be the mover. I want to be a consultant because oddly enough, and I don't have a statistic because, you know, 98% of statistics are made up. Right. Um, a move can make or break someone's career. People lose their jobs because of how something gets done when somebody is finally moved. And I know all too many times that we've run into that office manager is no longer employed because of something that happened during the course of, you know, a construction to a relocation, which is awful. I want to hear, I want to be here to consult you. There's a lot of people that don't, they've never done this before. So rely on your mover. We've done this before, right? We know kind of the pitfalls. We know where, um, you know, the issues can lie and we are here to help you get through those. We're here to make them the hero. All right. So, so Amy, gonna, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little deeper with you though. Okay. So I get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm in that, I'm in that position. 
and I want a consultant. Okay. So how, how am I going to make sure you're a good consultant? Right. What yeah. am I going to do for checks and balances? I want to call BS on you. Okay. You came in, you're a great sales guy. You told me that you want to be a consultant. I'm on this side, Amy. How do I make sure you're going to be a good consultant? What are some things objectively I can look for in a, in a moving partner? So a lot of the things that I think that we consult with most um, on clients and, and it's going to be how we actually accomplish the job. Um, there's more efficient ways. There's, you know, boxes versus crates. There's putting files on file carts. There's, um, you know, how do we move specific types of furniture? Um, we want to back up and really ask the client, what's important to you? What's your hot button? What are the things that your firm finds most important? So then we can tackle those things and make sure those hard things are out of the way and we've addressed those. So we've gone through and made a list of, okay, so your library is the most important thing. Everything has to stay in order. Well, then let's talk about how we're gonna make that happen and how we're gonna work together with your team and our team. We'll come up with a plan. Um, that's, that's what a mover does, right? It's not just show up, put things on wheels, move them, put them on a truck, roll them out the door, roll them in the door. It's not necessarily just that. It is boiled down to, let's get technical. Let's find out how, how important the IT part is to your business. If you're a high tech company, the IT part's the best part, right? If you're a law firm, we're gonna talk about confidential files. If you're a healthcare, we're gonna talk about HIPAA. We're gonna talk about how we move things that coordinate with HIPAA. If you're somebody that's in government, let's talk about what your regulations are for your specific industry. And, and that's where we can come in and talk to you about specific things. That's the thing that, that people don't really think about as a mover your hot buttons really make us a success together because we're going to tell you and you're going to go tell your boss and your boss is going to be like wow that's cool that you thought about that you're like don't give me any credit take all the credit for yourself because that's what we we want to have happen right i like that we no it's good amy you answered the question um so well but i'm going to kind of i'm going to sort of put it in a nutshell because it's like it's almost like when you're looking for a move partner, you almost need to hire a detective, right? Follow me on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like you need someone that's a sleuth that is looking for um, the pitfalls, that's looking for efficiencies, that's looking for, and that's pretty cool. And and you do it without even trying. Like that's literally, it. it not only is it in your DNA, but it's also in your, um, you've become... What is it? What is it? The, the different levels of learning, right? It's um, you're con you're unconsciously competent, mm -hmm. right? Isn't that? I think the first one is unconsciously incompetent, um, consciously incompetent, and then the next one is conscious, consciously competent, and then now you're Amy, you're the exactly you're unconsciously competent. So like when you're looking at it, you're going like, well, of course you're in government, you're going to do da -da 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 -da. you know like, it's kind of cool because. I guess if you're in that other position, you're maybe you're looking for somebody who's either consciously competent or unconsciously competent. If you're if you're um, hiring somebody, and you're maybe helping them out starting out their new company, you may not want to rely on them for your uh, four floor move. Yeah, and and I'll I mean I'll be honest, it's it's taken years to evolve it, right? Um, we've all stubbed our toe, but we've learned from, hey, I've moved a law firm before. Okay, well, what do you know about that? Or, hey, I've worked with this particular, how does that work? I mean, I, I, I moved the FBI. That was fun. And one of the things we had to move was evidence. 
I had to get educated on how to move evidence, right? So I sat down with the evidence manager and I said, okay, tell me what's important about this to you. And then guess what? Now I, I know how and what is important to tell the next person I need to do this for. And so it's not just that it just magically happened. Um, no two moves are the same, yet they're all the same, right? Everybody has their own little slot that they fit in that, that's industry specific or item specific. And years of experience from anybody who's been in moving for, I'll say five, 10 years has had some of those experiences, right? Mm. I mean, like you said, if it's a startup, you're not gonna necessarily know what to look for because you may not have run into it yet. Um, it does go back I to what, you, yeah, it goes back to what you said earlier, Amy. And I know IFMA actually put out those stats of mm -hmm. how sad it is where people actually do lose their jobs after a major move. Yeah. And it it stinks. And I I, I consult with, with moving companies and I almost want to tell them to change their tagline to um, hire us if you want to keep your job. But yeah. I don't think you can say that. But, um, but you, you oh. kind of like, yeah, if you're a good mover, yeah, you're, by the way, I, I don't want to say you pay more because actually if you hire the right person, they could probably find efficiencies that they aren't exactly more. But, um, but really having someone else that's actually as, as impassioned about the project as you are, that's so important. That's really powerful. That's, you said the right word. The word is the passion about it. Yeah. Um, to, I have to see that in, in any salesperson. I have to know that they, they understand how important it is because there is a job on the line for someone else, right? Yep. They, they, what we do takes people out of business, literally. I shut down servers, I put them on a truck, I move them over, the company is out of business unless they're on cloud. And, and I need people to understand the gravity of that as a salesperson because they need to have the phone, you know, nobody wants the phone call at 10 o'clock on a Friday night, but you may be the only person that has the answer to that question. Um, and I'll say most good movers, they do that, you know, they may even be there depending on the client. I mean, I can't say I haven't been on, you know, tennis shoes and a t-shirt and let's push things. Um, but I, I think that that's what you get. You get what you pay for sometimes. And that comes with the experience, right? That's really um, cool. You're the best, Amy. I know. I, um, don't, I believe don't that. Toot my own no, you do. But like, and, and you and I both know, especially as we get older and, and not that you're old, but like, as we get more um, established in our industry, um, we, people tend to know, and then kind of, they can smell BS a mile away. And it's like, yeah, you know what, Amy is worthy of a, a transfer of trust, you know, and that that's important. And, that, and that's, that's why we're friends. And that's what people say about you. And, and that's, it's good stuff. I appreciate it. People. Well, it's, <laughs> All right. Well, let's, we know you're amazing. We know you work for an amazing company and um, let's talk about you. Tell us something about Amy Linton that not everybody knows. Um, well, I already told you that I wanted to be a high school calculus teacher. Well, which was still yes, that was very, uh -huh. you bear, you bear, you, you bared your soul to us because the concept of being a calculus teacher alone makes my head hurt. <laughs> is there, is there anything else that not everybody knows about you? Um, I love to cook. I am currently focusing on true Italian cooking. I don't know why. I love Italy, so maybe that, that's part of it. I love wine, so that's an even better part of it. Um, I used to sell wine for a living, so I have started. I'm 
I haven't gotten to making my own pasta just yet. I'm a little nervous about that. I'm not a, I'm not a baker because I'm too much of a perfectionist. So that's kind of my issue with making my own pasta right now is I need it to be like absolutely perfect. The lines sure. have to be perfect. So I'm working on that part. Um, and and by the way, so- by the way, go to fresh, go to fresh market. It's not like pasta when back in the seventies, when I was a kid, like back when I was seventies, all the pasta was crap. There was nothing that uh, now I can go to fresh market and get pasta 10 times better than anything I can make. It's crazy. It'll be yeah. fresh. I mean, be fresh and you go home and you, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. I'm uh so that's my next new venture, I think, is I'm going to attempt pasta. Meat. That'd be fun. All right. Uh, so <laughs> are you pairing it? Are you pairing your Italian pasta with an Italian wine or are you still like, where are you going with that? Are you, are you pairing? Yeah. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. Well, I, used to wine. I have a slight obsession. Sure. Um, is there uh, such is there such a thing as a good Chianti? Yes, there is a good thing. But I'm also a big fan of drink what you like. Mm. So I have a pretty good palate. I am not quite a, a wine snob, but I'm like right on the edge of the wine snob. Mm-hmm. I can still drink the $6 bottle of Chianti that I can buy it at the grocery store. And I'm yeah. okay with that. It doesn't, right? Um, but some of the most expensive wine isn't the best one, right? Sure. I can spend 20, 30 bucks on a bottle and still be happy with it. Um, I'm an Italian wine lover over a French wine lover, which is really awkward. Cool. Um, but there's a lot more variety in Italian wine. So I kind of get stuck in that part of the aisle in the liquor All right, store now, for a Amy, I love you. This is not the wine show. You and I can talk about wines forever. I'm gonna get I'm gonna hit you with a couple more questions. I do. I if you can't tell, I'm a huge fan of Amy's. She's absolute. Um, and I actually I'll 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 get I told you this earlier, but like I tend to assess people on how their peers talk about her. And I know a lot of Amy's peers, and they just if if they if her name comes up they just stop what they're talking about to say nice things about you. I mean, Amy, you really are. You're very well respected in the moving community and people just think the world of you. And so I sort of based my opinion of you on what they say about you. And so of course I'm a fan. So um, just, I let you know. So um, talk to me about your energy and mindset. I know you're a mom. I know um, you're positive 95% of the time. So talk to me about what you do to stay um, so positive all the time. Um, You know, I, I've had lots of people ask me this question and I can't tell you I have a good answer. Um, it's just a natural mindset. Um, I think that I look around for the pretty things in life, you know, stop and smell the roses kind of thing. I do have to be reminded. I mean, I'll give my husband credit every once in a while. He's like, Hey, um, where's the, pa- the happy Amy? Like, I'm like, Oh, give me a minute. Like yeah. I get the down moment. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also think that in my job, my position, my friendships, um, I've had I've had a pretty good life, and so I try to keep the happiness projecting out to other people who may not have had that moment. Right, one moment of of a big smile can make anybody's day better. Um, I am the goofball that runs around the grocery store, and if you're looking all sad, I'll be like, "Have a great day." Yeah, I'm that <laughs> goofball. Um, but I. I don't think I do it consciously, to be totally honest. Um, I try to be happy just because there's so much to be happy about, right? Oh, good, um, good. You, 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 you do celebrate gratitude. 
and you you do have a lot to be grateful for but um it's nice that you uh embrace it it's really powerful amy i love it all right share with me give me a book you got a book you can share with me to uh add to my collection you've probably already read it good to great oh great book that's yeah. kind of my favorite one right now i'm rereading it i think i'm on chapter five um so I think that's kind of, I need to, I, I needed something to go back and do a little bit more affirmation and just reset it in my head. Um, so I'm rereading that. Um, my Vistage group is actually reading it. So I was, I was going to start reading it again and then they decided they were going to read it. So I'm reading it again with them. So no, um, I that's, love always it, a good that's always for, a good one. That, that's probably one of the better books to ever go back and reread. Like that, I, I haven't mm -hmm. reread it, um, but you know what? I might go back and just kind of pick out some of my favorite chapters and, and re-listen to those. And it, it's engaging enough that you're not going like, you know, you're not dying to get through it. Um, and I think reading it, I think I probably read it seven or eight years ago and maybe not even that long ago, reading it then versus reading it now, the way you apply it in your head to your current life and how that's changed is it's very unique. Some things are still the same, but some things you're like, ah, eh, maybe I needed to be a couple years older to really get how that worked. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think I like continuing that. Down I love path. it. So I love it. Are there any other tips that you can give anyone when it comes to moving um, specifically to 2021? What What's the last good piece of advice you can give anyone that's listening to the show? Don't hesitate to ask if somebody can do something for you. Um, we have had the most radical year and my biggest question to clients is what's, you know, what's the one thing that you guys are struggling with trying to figure out? And even if I'm not the person or the person that you're talking to is, is not the person to have the answer, if they're a good partner with you, they're going to help you find the answer, right? I think right now there's a lot of people that are a little bit timid about sharing opinions or asking, hey, I don't know what to do here. None of us do. And it's okay to ask your buddy, your friend, your partner, hey, do you guys know how to do this or can you do this? Um, yeah, sure. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, that That's what... And I wouldn't say that's just necessarily for moving. That's just anybody. I think that that emotional connectivity we're not getting. Um, we we all need to kind of just ask. Hey, is there anything I can help you out with? Well, it, it, what? It all right. So if anybody wanted to reach out to to Amy Linton, what's the best way to get you through LinkedIn? Your email? How would you like someone to contact you? Um, LinkedIn or email is both. Email is probably quicker. Okay, what's your um, what's your email? And we'll put it in the show notes too. But real quick, what's your email, Amy? A Linton L I N T O N at movesolutions.com. Well, I'll I'll tell you what, Amy, where the educational world missed out, because actually you could probably figure out a way to make calculus fun for me, because you are you're you're an amazing teacher, you're an amazing communicator. The um the moving world really gained. They really, um, they, they really ended up in a better place because you're in it. Thank you so much for being on the show. Really enjoyed our time together. 
Thank you. Me too. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Office Marketing Podcast. Be sure to join the conversation on our YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Facebook pages. If you enjoyed the episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.